Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast, featuring in-depth conversations with executives, leaders, influencers, and journalists in this dynamic, high-stakes industry. Hosted by Craig Pickett, founder of Northstar Group, the boutique executive search firm for the aerospace industry. You'll learn how top aerospace executives are developing their people, competing for talent, overcoming challenges, and adjusting to industry trends to drive growth and profits. And now, let's join your host, Greg Pickett. Hey, Matt. Welcome back. For all you who have uh, seen Matt before, he is the my producer, my good friend, and he also runs a podcast, a business-focused podcast called the UX Podcast. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of great guests there, so make sure you join Matt. That's right. So uh, we were talking the last uh, episode about culture and that, that led to the conversation about ownership because everybody, every company wants executives that take ownership. But I, I wanted to go a little bit deeper and pick your brain a bit on what that actually looks like and what companies expect. And, and just uh, from, the per, from the perspective of the candidates that you're placing into companies these days, if you could install kind of an ownership mentality into, into them or mm-hmm. amp up the ownership mentality that's our, that hopefully is already there, uh, I want to talk about you know, maybe two or three keys of what that, what that ownership looks like and how it, how it looks in everyday life. Um, so I don't know if you have any, um, any concrete examples that you can give, but I want to talk a little bit about maybe the mentality first. Uh, just what does it mean for someone, executive especially, to kind of take real ownership? Uh, of their responsibility, their role. Uh, yeah, I think real ownership of the role is, look, they, they, they internally, they just take it internally and they say, okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I've, I've got this. It, you know, the overall results that me or my team bring to you know, the company will, will be mine. Right. If we do, if we do great, it will be a result of the fact that I built a great team. I let my great team do the things that they needed to do to be successful, and we kicked it. We will mm-hmm. kick it. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, it is, you know, if we miss, it will fall on me. I will take the responsibility. And we will do a deep dive on where I failed to do that caused lack of results or less, less results. Did I not hire the right person for this role? Mm-hmm. Should I have you know, moved some people around to better focus on their strengths? And I think you know, that's what extreme ownership of is, is, is realizing that you know, your actions, if you're, if you're standing up and saying, I am the captain of this department i am the captain of this division i am the captain of myself mm-hmm. I, may, I may be an individual contributor but i am the captain of myself you know i will take responsibility and not blame others for you know a lack of results and i will you know pat myself on the back when i deliver you know the results mm-hmm. that's that's a, that's ownership to me yeah yeah, the, there's a there's a couple of things that I've I've picked up along the way um, about ownership that that really helped me and changed my perspective on it. 
the first thing is that when I was the last time I was in, uh, you know, the closest thing to the corporate world was uh, I was in a you know multi-million dollar marketing agency and working directly for the CEO. And the way that he put it, and he didn't call it ownership, but the way what he was looking for out of his, let's say, three key people that he surrounded himself with, and I was one of those key those people, was he explained it to me that he's like, look, I want you like when I give you something. I want you to take the mental burden off of me of ever like of thinking about that again, outside Mm -hmm. of just when we meet every week or every two weeks to talk about that thing. I shouldn't outside of that meeting, I shouldn't be thinking about your thing at all Mm -hmm. because you're thinking about it. Uh, And that's interesting because I don't think people, most people think of it in terms of I'm doing X, Y, and Z and I have expectations, but they still there's a little part of them that thinks, well, I'm not the top, I'm not the person at the absolute top of the ladder. They're the one that actually has to be accountable for the results. And so they keep them, they, they, they do things or they go about their role in such a way that, yeah, they're doing stuff, but they put the mental burden still on the person above them for the the real final result. I think if you think about it that way, and it helps to be in charge of something where you're delegating to other people and you start to see how this dynamic works in yourself, like your brain Mm -hmm. just gets full. You know, like you talked about the CEO that you met with last night and he feels like he has a thousand and one things on his plate. You know, the pe- the executives that he surrounds himself with should be taking those things not off of his plate just in terms of what they're doing, but mentally and emotionally and so- like psychologically off of his plate. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I mean, you know, I was there, we were talking and I said, you know, if I went back into, I'd be a wicked VP of sales. I mean, mm-hmm. I would just be, it would be, and I, and I go, you know, the sales guys, I'm not sure they'd like because, <laughs> right because i'd be saying look at the end of every week i want to see who you call mm-hmm. i want your call sheets or i want your yeah 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 show me the 50 customers you reached out to this week and what were the results mm-hmm. um you know i'm taking ownership and and look if uh, uh you know the person says well i'm a relationship salesperson it's like the scariest word scariest right. world, how many phone calls world. meetings appointments and thank you yeah, how many that translate into how many relationships did you build oh well right. i just waited for the phone to ring well you know we're not in the farming business we're in the hunting business um <laughs> right. you know uh, yeah I th- and i think yeah that's that's it when you hire a chief commercial officer or a chief sales officer your know, revenue officer or vp of sales whatever if you want to call them these days that person is saying you go hey Mr. CEO, you go do your own thing. I got the sales piece. And on top of just the deals we bring in or the business we bring in, I'm going to show you, you know, I'm going to give you a 15 rundown on how many customers we touched, how many, you know, that's why Salesforce is, you know, that's why Salesforce is making a fortune because, you know, you probably can tap it right in and it's not that hard to track. But we'll talk about, you know, hey, you know, our goal every week is to hit 50 new customers. <laughs> How are we That's so true. Like part of why Salesforce is valuable is because it reveals that things that you thought were happening weren't actually happening, <laughs> and it makes sure people start uh, make them happening. Bingo! Yeah, bingo! That's you know, and it's uh, and it's and it's like uh, you know, uh, it, it you know, it's it's a function of hey, I got it now mm-hmm. for me, but for me to have ownership of it, it's a very candid conversation to say, look, here is what I need. I need, you know, I'm the stomach of the, the, yep. the VP of sales. I need, you know, great. Some, I need some really good marketing that looks like this. It's going to yep. cost, you know, hundred thousand dollars plus 40 for the person to implement it, whatever. I need four really good territory, you know, reps. 
you know, mm. to go out and get it. That's going to cost X, Y, Z. But on the flip side, if I have that, here's what I expect to be able to deliver in return. Yeah. That's yeah. ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ownership of, you know, personal lives is, you know, if you, if you run up a lot of student debt, you've got to, you know, you, you signed up for it. You went to college. It's on you. And, you know, and, 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 you know, the fact that you have a hundred thousand dollars of student debt, you know, which a lot of people do these days, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's for you to pay back and not expect somebody else to do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that's what companies would, you know, I think that's what people in general, you know, are looking for is the people that can take responsibility for their own actions and mm-hmm. you know, understand that that's the pathway to success. Yeah. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, Whining and blaming never got anybody anywhere. Well, and you mentioned something, and I think it was in the last episode that we were talking about. You know, that the past past performance is a pretty good indicator of future performance. And I think when it comes down to things like you mentioned, like that, there's indicators like how they, you know, how handle somebody handles something like a student debt, right? That like I never thought of it that way. Although I, that's exactly how I would approach it, which is great. I, I made the decision. Now let's, let's go out and let's make more money and, you know, let's, let's get it squared away. Let's get it taken care of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, that's one of those things where I, I don't know how many people would think to dig into someone's background and ask the questions in such a way that it reveals what kind of ownership mentality they've had in the past, if that makes sense. I, I think that, it's good. That's quite, where it's really think- valuable to have somebody like you. Yeah, I think it's a good line of questioning. And then, you know, mm-hmm. for companies, you know, companies that are doing interviews, you know, it's, it's, uh, tell me about your success. Tell me about yourself. Mm-hmm. Tell me, yeah. Tell me about your successes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were a BC student, why were you a BC student? You know, if, you know, if you're an A student, why are you an A student? Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, and I think it's, you know, listening to the answers, you know, and when it comes to, you know, when it comes to the you know, university thing, it's a function of, hey, look, did you evaluate, why did you go to the university you went to, knowing that it was very expensive, you know, when there are other options? Did you, you know, did you plan on, you know, taking on this much debt or is it, you know, I'm using the debt thing as too much, you know, so, but Mm-hmm. it's it's a good it's a good line of it's a good line of questions like you know, what are the successes you've had in your life and is there a pattern of successes mm-hmm. you know i was telling you about the yeah. college kid you know, i was telling you about the college kid the other day who said hey look i want to make a hundred thousand dollars by the time you know, i was like yeah 20 mm-hmm. and i did yeah well that's a pretty good success story that's pretty you know, pretty good success yeah i know several guys that are multimillionaires today that that's exactly how they got their start they started yeah. a lawn. They started a lawn care business that turned into a multi six figure business. It's crazy, uh, but yeah, it, like you mentioned, that he like that person is a thoroughbred. Yeah, that was a good way to put it, which I, I like. That like that person wants to run, and if, right. you, if you're that type of person, then you got to find a company where you fit in at that wants those types of people. Like that, you want to be matched up with a company where they're looking for exactly that type of person because they want somebody to take the mental burden. They want somebody to take ownership. They don't right. want to have to micromanage. Yeah, like that, that's, that's why it's so important not to just get yourself right in your, in your ownership mentality, but then find a culture that like values that highly. Right. 
hey, look, everybody's got, you know, why were you a BC student? Well, you know, my, you know, my mother had cancer while mm-hmm. I was in college. You know, pick a, pick a scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a tragedy in my life and I dealt with the tragedy in my life, you know, this way, but my grades suffered because of it. Here's what I learned, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Did I, did I wish I, yeah, did I, I just, yeah, I, I took on a little too much. I had this chemistry class that I really just didn't understand. And, you know, by the time I figured it out, I'd already bombed a couple of tests and whatever else. Hey, look, it's, 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 I think, I think extreme ownership is really, or just ownership in general is really understanding how, you know, not everybody's perfect. We all fall short, but you say, mm-hmm. well, why, you know, why did I fall short? Mm-hmm. And I think that when people are ready to admit that, you know, their actions, you know, no matter what they were for good or for bad, you know, played a, played a role, you know, they're growing as, they're growing as a person mm-hmm. and they're, they're able to, you know, self-reflect in their, in their growth. And I think that's what really makes good executives and, you know, you know, not just executives, but good people, good people is that they can reflect upon themselves and say, hey, yeah, I could have done that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, hey, look, 80%, you know, if the minimums weren't good enough, they weren't, if, if the minimums weren't good enough, they wouldn't be the minimums. You know, I did the minimums on this thing so I could focus somewhere over here. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah. And I think for, for ownership, um, when you, when you think about, you know, when, so when you fall short, you mentioned that everybody falls short, uh, disconnecting your own ego and identity from the fact that you fell short is what I think gives you the freedom to say, I know I had a part in it somewhere. Yep. It may have not, it probably wasn't hundred percent. There are, there are probably plenty of other factors involved, but at some point, even if it's only 5%, I was responsible for it at some level, but that's okay. That doesn't right. define me as a person. It doesn't make me incompetent. It doesn't make me bad. It doesn't make me anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think uh, the, the people that I know that are, that are the best at taking ownership and they're the best at analyzing and correcting failure are the people who are most disconnected in their ego and identity from those outcomes, mm-hmm. right? The outcomes are the outcomes. They are feedback. They are science. They are the results of a science experiment that I conducted. Great. Mm-hmm. Did I get the result that I wanted? No. Great. Let's find another ingredient for the light bulb. Like that's right. it. You know, it's they, they approach it. They they approach it differently than than people that don't have the ownership mentality. Yep. And 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 look, when you fire an employee, when an employee is fired for anything other than malfeasance, you know, theft, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. say they just weren't getting the job done or they weren't. It's not just a failure of that employee's part. It's a failure on the employer's part or the boss's part too, because either you know, they were put in a role that they weren't capable of handling. The person didn't realize that, you know, they didn't pick up on a couple of things in a, in an interview that, um, you know, would tell them that, the person wasn't going to succeed. You know, there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of things now. Yeah. That may be little, you know, that, you know, that issue, that part of it may be 10, 20%, but at the end of the day, it played a role that that employee is no longer with the company because the boss played a role in it that, you know, Mm -hmm. help determine the outcome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little hard to, to parse out. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, when we're, when you're, when you're looking at candidates, that's, that's your job among many other things is to parse out and determine whether that person has an ownership mentality 
what what were the results that they've gotten up to that point? What yeah. did they learn? You know, and trying to figure out, okay, well, did number one, did you get the results that you were hired to get? And if not, mm-hmm. then you have to be the one that steps in and says, all right, tell me the story. Like, let's, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have to like help sort it out and determine whether you think it was the executive who would thrive in a different role or a different company mm-hmm. or whether it was their, you know, just their own gets it once it capacity, you know, like just the, the poor fit for that particular role. So yeah, that's, that's where I think someone like yourself, uh, it ends up being really valuable and it's an interesting, it's an interesting role to have to dive into that with somebody. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, you know, it's, uh, uh, I'm a firm believer in you know, the, you know, the money manager who gets results year after year after year, you know, look, not every year is going to be an up year, but in general, mm-hmm. you know, he does a little better than the market in the up years. He does a little less, you know, worse than the market in down years, but he's got a pretty good track record. That's probably the person that I'll invest with versus a guy who's lost investors money three times, you know, three times mm-hmm. in a row. <laughs> You know, yeah. Even if there's a big win, and, 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 then you, yeah. and, and then you say, "Well, what made you think it was going to be different this time?" Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's. You know, I think that. Uh, uh, you know, I think that's a good um, way to evaluate how a mm-hmm. person. You know, are they? You know, you know, motivated to take everything to the next level mm-hmm. in their personal lives, yeah. and willing to admit that 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 that's ownership. Yeah. You know, yeah, to me, all all business development is personal development. So yeah, yeah if if I if I was you know if I'm in communication with an executive and I'm responsible for for matching them up with a role, that's one of the first things I'm going to want to know is what are they doing for personal development? Because if they're not extremely driven in that, uh, then that has all kinds of ramifications that shows up in their professional life in their career. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, I know you got to run. You've got an event to attend. So, how can people reach out and connect? Craig at NorthStarESG.com is uh, email. Phone number is 910-509-7129. And website is NorthStarESG.com. All my podcasts and all my blogs are up there. So uh, click on it and say hi. That's right. And that goes uh, whether you are looking for looking to fill a role in your company. So if you're on the board or you're a CEO and you want to find C-level executive, uh, or if you're a candidate for one of those types of positions. So either yep. or that, you know, like you're, you're working with both sides, you need, you need the right people on both sides to, to yep. them up. Always looking for the right people who want to take yep. your career to the next level. Yeah. Awesome. Craig, appreciate it as always. Thanks.